Hi everyone, it's Caitlin. I am super excited to announce my new project, Offerings Oracle. Offerings Oracle is a 33 card full color oracle deck meant to deepen your intimacy and connection to the good spirits who surround and support you. In order to make this new project a reality, I need your help. My Kickstarter launches on February 28th. You can learn more about Offerings Oracle and sign up for Kickstarter notifications at motherofmystics.com slash offerings oracle. Thank you so much for your support. I'll see you soon. Bye. Hermes draw near and to my prayer incline in arts gymnastic and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere. Be present, Hermes, in thy suppliant here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, episode 27 The Business of Witchcraft. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. And welcome to Third Eye Blind. 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 Third Eye Wind. Third Eye Grind. <laughs> the way I look at it. Third Eye Grind. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> no, I loved it. Spin off. <laughs> well, you know what? Today's third episode. Eye Bind after hours. Today's. No. <laughs> I meant grind like a hustle. Oh. <laughs> that actually is appropriate because today we are talking about... The grind. The, the grind. The business of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. It's time for witchy business. Let's talk about my life, basically. <laughs> but before but, we get oh into God. the show, if you like third eye bind we would love for you to support us by liking this episode rating our podcast on whatever platform you are listening or watching on leaving comments on youtube sharing it with your friends sharing it with your family sharing it with your enemies sharing with your pastor (laughs) and if you really love us we invite you to support us on patreon patreon.com slash Third Eye Bind, I just posted another deck review for the Gentle Tarot, and I'm not going to give too much away, because you should watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a, we are a fully independent podcast, Mm -hmm. so these things really do help us out and really do matter. Your vote matters. Your (laughs) vote For real, though. It really does help. It really helps. (laughs) So, the business of witchcraft. The business of witchcraft. Let's... If that... The card you pull is not the two of pentacles, I'm going to throw the deck out the fucking window that I designed and created. Because it's... It's got to be that. It's the two of swords. Okay. It was a two. <laughs> you know, Oh, my God. This what? is a drag. <laughs> oh, no. Is it a Laura drag? They're dragging. Um, clowns to the left of me. <laughs> jokers to the right. Here I am. Stuck in the middle mm. with you. <laughs> you know what? That makes sense. <laughs> like, truly, 
the t- I, maybe the twos across the board. The twos would, across the that, board. Does yeah. that track for of the work? Ba- yeah, I could see that. Complications. Well, okay, and so traditionally in the tarot, the two of swords speaks to a moment in time where we must make a decision. Mm. We must take action. And in the Smith weight deck, the figure is sitting with two swords crossed like this in their arms and they're blindfolded and they're sitting on a stone bench on a stone ground but behind them is water and in the sky is the moon and though they feel like they need to protect themselves and they can't see what's in front of them the presence of the water and the moon are the assurance that your intuition and your spirits will guide you well if only you lean into them Mm. and trust them and I think that's interesting for a few different reasons. Yes. One, like the truth is with witchy business or with any business, period, you don't know how it's going to turn out. No. You don't know what's in front of you. Most of us are figuring this out as we go. And when it comes to showing up in a way that has the potential for truly sustainable success... It's less important what the people around you are doing and more important what your heart, your spirits, your intuition is encouraging you to do. And I also think these lyrics are really (laughs) fitting because which aesthetic spiritual spiritual (laughs) spiritual spiritual spirituality aesthetic it's everywhere right now and like how do you know who to trust also not even from like a consumer standpoint but from a business owner standpoint you can start to get really down on yourself when you see other people with like huge followings and you're like but how are they making this happen and you just have to trust that like you know there are some clowns around you and they're doing clown shit and they're doing clown they shit are. and the algorithms tend to favor the people who clowns. are most likely to be clowns the and people that share. that's okay because when yeah. you are authentic to yourself the people that you're stuck in the middle with are people who are also authentic in what they do maybe their practice isn't the same as yours or come from Maybe their practice isn't the same as yours. Maybe their their path isn't the same as yours. But what you do have in common is sincerity mm-hmm. and authenticity. And like, those are your people. That's yeah. your real community. And that's who I want to be stuck in the mm-hmm. middle with. That's, yes, to all. There's mm-hmm. so many things that are just the the two of swords and the twos. Like, the why I said two of pentacles is because... It's that, but it's more of like a mon. It's like juggling a bunch of shit all at once, oh my right? God, the yes. two of pentacles, the ebb and flow. Just the okay. I just have so much going on, and like, how do I? F- and that for me, as a business owner, an independent business, not a small business owner, mm-hmm. is every is my whole life is figuring out what's worth my time, what's worth my peace, mm-hmm. what's worth what can I do to make money? How can I? It's yeah, there's a there's that energy to it. So it makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense that a two was pulled because Well, and like to the point of the two of pentacles, that juggling aspect, when you're a small business owner or a small witchy or spiritual yeah. business owner, 
you have to do everything yourself for the most you part. You are yeah. your own PR company. You're your own social media company. You're your own web designer, um, email marketing. Um, you know, like everything is you on everything. top of whatever service or products you are providing to others. And also, I feel like there's that juggling of like, do I have money today? Do I not have money today? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's just yeah. not consistent, especially at first. Exactly. Yeah. And then the, at first, when before you found like your crowd of people that like your shit, mm-hmm. you're constantly second guessing what you're doing and and wondering if anyone's gonna like you and. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's hard. It's and it's harder now than it was five years ago. I will tell you that from experience, like it's very hard to get attention nowadays unless you are saying something controversial. Mm -hmm. That's what I see a lot in, you know, in like which is a it's a tactical move. It's a it's a smart move. If we were here. And we say controversial shit, but not for the sake of being controversial. We're not like, we're not doing it for the outrage. Like, we're not doing it for the outrage, but, and, but there's even, you know, there's others that, that are even more. It's like, fuck so-and-so. If I was like, fuck Caitlyn, like, <laughs> that would go, that would get a lot of attention. It would, people and would be it, like, what's going on? Yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> it's, it's to the point where, you know, commenting on current events, like, memes, like, you know, I'm I'm fucking just at a standstill with my Instagram because it, there's no growth. There's hardly and it's sustained. Mm. Luck, I'm glad for that, but it's just really hard to uh, to get people to follow you, to even get people to click like mm. and to interact because we're all fucking tired. Yes, and I think our attention spans are so fucked that. Even to get, it just is harder to get any sort of other than just this. Mm-hmm. Even if I do that too, I'm guilty of that too, to where I'll see something like you post, or I mostly like your shit, but like somebody will post and I'll be like, oh, that's really cool. I won't tell them that. I won't like <laughs> it. I'll just think it and move on. And mm-hmm. that's okay. But you have to understand that as, as a creator or a business owner, that that's the state of mind people are in and mm-hmm. that's the way their brains are working and it doesn't necessarily mean it's just you or that you suck. Yes. You know, it really, it's really, really hard to detach. And I've been doing this for a long time. Like it's very hard to detach the worth from your worth, your self-worth from likes, engagement. Mm -hmm. I still get real excited when a post of mine or somebody I posted about like the new Oracle deck I'm making and people really responded well to it. And I was like, oh, good. Like, thank God <laughs> that didn't just go under the radar because that's something I care a lot about. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's it, but it's hard to trust your own instincts and what you're creating because likes and, and all that shit and comments don't necessarily translate to money mm-hmm. and vice versa, mm-hmm. you know. So just because I have like 47,000 followers or whatever doesn't mean that i'm making more money than someone that has like (laughs) legit i mean to me that to me that's not because to me to me that's not a lot isn't that sad i have 4500 followers (laughs) but like my point but like seriously that's not a lot i'm like wow i should have but i've had that same amount of followers for like three years like so to me that's not but it is a lot and it it is is, you have to remember like you have people that care and that's started at zero started at zero Mm -hmm. and but I'm saying, like, someone with less followers or whatever, 
maybe making more money than me. Mm -hmm. Like you can't, like we can't always equate these things. And that's more like, yeah, that's just common, like common things that you can remember to like Mm -hmm. not beat up on yourself. Yeah, follower count doesn't equate to success or lack of it. Something that my... Um, I guess she calls herself an icon oracle now, which is kind of like a business witch or a marketing witch. Um, Captalia online. Mm. Thank you, Captalia. Taught me is that you need to show up no matter the size of your audience, whether it's 10 people or 100,000 people. Like show up like you're already successful. Yeah. Show up like you already have, you know, that um, desired audience present and pour into them no matter how big or small the group is. And the people who need to see it will see it. Mm-hmm. And I do like that kind of idea that no matter how big or small your audience is it's big enough for you to start showing up and sharing what's authentic to you that you want to like spread the word about right and it's like okay then we need to define what success even means because there's like monetary we all need to eat we all need to live in this like capitalistic society sure do sure do so that's important to me i'm not gonna lie Mm -hmm. i'm a business i'm a businesswoman like i'm not i do want to make money yeah (laughs) i'm not here to like not play that that's just me Mm -hmm. right it's my capricorn mars or whatever the fuck it is (laughs) like i have some capricorn in there it's like come on me too i have a capricorn stellium let's do this (laughs) nice but um yeah there's also the success of like do you feel fulfilled especially if you're a spiritual worker or a witch and with a business like the biggest conundrum that i've faced maybe we should talk about that let's fucking talk about our biggest like issues or conundrums that we've faced as because my business is very different from yours Mm -hmm. so for me um i'll go first i volunteered I volunteer. Tell us, Laura. Okay. Well, it's like a huge, it's always been because I design products and fun things for witches to feel comfy with and feel represented with. And, and so it's not like I'm, I don't do readings. I don't give one-on-one, um, you know, sessions or anything like that. I design the decks. I don't, I don't perform the readings for the people <laughs> I have tried and it's actually really funny, but, um, the pro the problem I've come across is that I want to always make sure what I'm doing is not taking away from my personal spiritual practice as a witch, because it is so capitalistic and it is, it's a business it's always been about making sure that when I do something or I make something that it's like, it's like authentic to me and it's not taking away from my personal practice mm-hmm. because there is all of this like juggling. There's all these things and and you could easily, I could make some shit that would sell a lot of money, but it's not like creatively fulfilling for me mm. and it's not like representative of like who I am in my practice. So, yeah, that's been a problem to where it's like I'm working so hard that I've ignored my self, Mm. honestly, and my practice. So Mm -hmm. constantly checking that has been because then then that's success to me is being able to do that and not give up Mm. 
my secrecy, my, I could be sharing a lot more and I don't, Mm -hmm. I could be making reels of a lot of things I don't. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. Everyone's different and that's a choice. But you're honoring what your personal limits are. But for me, like our boundaries. Yes, my boundaries are that it's, it's such a, I don't show my altar anymore because I don't, I just, it's like, I'm a very secretive person I don't like Mm -hmm. to show all of myself and it's good not to show your altar I just don't yeah I mean in general for me and and I know you believe Mm -hmm. this too that that's not necessarily a good idea for us in our opinion because people with the evil eye can just set their sights on your most sacred space and that's no way they want what you have and they want to know where you got it and they want to know what it is and Mm -hmm. it's just like that's too much for me personally Mm -hmm. what about you well um You know, I think that what you mentioned, having that balance between maintaining your own personal spiritual and magical practice that's separate from what you offer to others is something that I also struggle with. I think it's something that a lot of mystics and magical people struggle with, the balance between what's mine and what's for everyone. Yeah. And how much of myself am I willing to give up? How much of myself should I really share? So that's something I think I've gotten better about. I've really released the need to share anything educational on social media. It's not for me personally. Um, I did start to go viral a little bit on TikTok when I was like sharing about Espiritismo, but I was like, this is not fun or enjoyable. This is horrible. <laughs> but the reason <laughs> why place. you got response Mm -hmm. and for some people that's all they want is like people going yes oh you're awesome or oh you suck like that's a like book a reading that's what I want I would rather have three people see it and one of them sign up for my newsletter than have 173,000 people see it and like inundate it with comments like I can't it's not for me um but honestly I think my biggest struggle as specifically a spiritual practitioner is that I'm trying to figure out the balance between charging what I know my time is worth, Mm. considering that I have so many years of experience, I've worked under mentors and elders, this is a tradition I was born into, um, considering that I live in Los Angeles and inflation is real and feeding two small children is expensive, like taking all of these things into consideration because spiritual practitioners need to be well-resourced in order to be of service while also trying to be accessible to the people I am in greatest service to. And most of my clients are um, BIPOC folks. Most of my clients are queer and trans folks, um, disabled folks. Like I have a lot of intersections of marginalization in my community. And so there's always this internal struggle for me of like, I know that this is worth this, but I know that all of these different people are not going to be able to get it. Mm -hmm. And something that I've been I think pretty good about actually. And I need to stop being so hard on myself. And that's something my client, my spirits remind me of often is like, I do a lot of free work. I do a lot of free work and I don't talk about it because I don't desire or need, I don't need accolades. And I also don't need people knocking on my door asking for it who I don't know. But I have certain clients who my spirits are like, we don't charge this person anymore. Mm. Or, you know, my readings are $450. I have one client that my spirits are like, 
she pays a hundred. And I listen and I do those things for those people. And I go above and beyond my usual scope of service for them. And I do other things like baños and special rituals for them and things like that. And that's kind of how I'm starting to find more balance in, in serving people who are truly of my community um, rather than stressing so much about like, am I charging too much? But, you know, it's it's always there, that internal battle. You know, in in the old days, I would just open up my front door and someone would bring me Chickens. a goat <laughs> or a chicken yeah. or some of what their mom made for dinner and we would trade services and mm-hmm. that would be that. But nowadays... We have landlords. (laughs) We have rent. So we have to charge money for our services. Yeah. So, yeah. I think the other thing I struggle with, and I I feel like you've talked about this, too, is, like, what if I'm so in love with something I'm making, whether it's a class or a special type of offering, (laughs) and I release it into the world, and it fucking flops? (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah. You just kind of have to push... I don't know. I... I remind myself often that like some of my classes I hosted that I loved the most had one or two people at them at first. Right. And you just have to keep, especially if you know it's real and you know it's right, you just have to keep pushing it, keep Mm -hmm. pushing it. And eventually they will find you. Yeah. There's stuff that I put out like my less love and light bumper sticker available (laughs) on ladymoon.co and on our Etsy, Lady Moon Company, um, (laughs) that nobody buys. (laughs) I can't believe nobody bought that. I also made a keychain that just started getting popular two years after I made it. It says, mind your own magic. And it's like a little hotel keychain. That's so cute. Yeah, nobody liked that. That's so, so the, less, the love and light shit, nobody likes. People get mad about that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, I thought that bumper sticker would pop off. Me no. too. I'm so surprised. No, it's that's the, funny. It's the practical magic one. That's Yeah. But that's. That's just, that's you seeing like, okay, I feel this way. I'm going to express it and give people the option to put it on their cars Mm -hmm. to share with others. And some people might not. The thing about me and why I think I've been successful for so long is that I make shit for myself. Mm. Like I straight up amuse Laura. (laughs) Like I don't really fucking care a lot of the time, like, there's a lot of creators who they're like, tell me what you think about this and this. And I'm not necessarily, I will ask for opinions when I when I want them. Mm-hmm. But I'll usually ask you or, like, other, my close friends. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I do love audience participation sometimes if I really can't make a decision. But, like, for the most part, I just make things I want mm-hmm. and hope that everyone else likes it, too. Because... I think when you're creative and you're a business person and you want to start a business, you need to remind yourself that you're also a consumer. So the things that you want to see in the world that don't exist, chances are there's other people that want to see those things too. Mm -hmm. So fucking make them. Mm -hmm. Even if they're niche and weird, like which stuff was five years ago? Yeah. You know, like (laughs) it ain't that way anymore. Um, Yeah, there was no one not very many people doing this when I started doing this and um, I've seen it just take off and it's there's a there's a duality to that that I struggle with too I Mm. think is the popularity of witchcraft and spirituality and 
Yeah. It's it's a really good thing for my wallet. (laughs) And I think it's good. In general, it's more good than bad. But there are casualties to that, you know? We're looking at you, Juggy. (laughs) Fuck you, Juggy. Fuck you, Juggy. Stole my shit. No. (laughs) No, there are. But, like, not even that. Just, like, like people... Yeah, like... Yeah, no, that's true. Like, people... I hate to say appropriating, but appropriating witchcraft in a way. And, you know, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I know, I you're hate, right. I hate to be like, I'm being appropriated, but, you know, it, people do that. Yeah. And I think hopefully now, like, people have asked me, like, what businesses are like authentically witch owned? And I'm like, I don't know. You have to just ask. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's popular. So people are going to make like all kinds of shit. Some of it's cool, but, you know, a lot of it doesn't have a lot of heart behind it mm. or spirit behind it. And that's fine. That's why I'm loud about being a witch owned brand because I actually am a witch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I actually live this life. Yes. For, and have since I was little. So. It is. It matters to me. I know some people don't really care, and that's that's fine. But. Yeah, but I think a lot of people do, and that's what really yeah like what it's, helped you rise yeah. up is yeah. that people really do care. Well, I actually do. Yeah, I think people know that they know me, and they know that I'm real about it. And I think that if you're real about yourself, like if you know, if you're I'm a real, real, if you're <laughs> what you get is what, what you see. see. <laughs> Like if you're if you're faking it and you're not a witch and you're putting out witch shit, I don't think that's like a smart move spiritually. Like long term, no. <laughs> long term, I don't think that's sustainable. I don't think it's smart. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to piss off witches. Like I don't. I know, right? You don't want to do that. I don't think it's good for you. I don't think it's good for you. Well, to, I think you know. You know, don't be fake. Don't be fake because. It, it kind of goes back to that card we pulled at the beginning of the show, like your authenticity and your intuition are what lead you to sustainable exactly. success. Exactly. And like I'm I'm personally trying to set myself up to be okay until after I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would like to leave a bit of a legacy, if you will. <laughs> yes. Love it. And that can only happen, at least in a positive way or an impactful way, if I'm true to myself and I'm true to my spirits and true to my practice. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on all that. Yeah. It's, I, I, Really, from experience, I truly believe if you do the things that you love. Oh, okay. Getting emotional. I've just (laughs) always loved witchcraft from not a money standpoint, not a business standpoint. Mm -hmm. I was, and let's talk about how we got into these things, Mm -hmm. right? The transition from, I was an actor. I was a performer. I'm a performing artist by trade, by, by training and trade okay Mm -hmm. so that's what I wanted to do and then you know I moved to LA I did it for a minute it was awful (laughs) (laughs) not awful in that I didn't get work but just awful in that it's it's a very 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 hard life Mm. to be an actor in 
film and commercial and television. It's hard. Yeah. And it's it's kind of it's still hard if you're doing theater, which is the training I came from for the most part. But it's not something that pays a lot. And you have to travel and tour. And I didn't want to do that. So, you know, you don't get paid very much. Um, so doing commercials, auditions, auditioning is like the worst thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. Soul sucking. And I never want to do it again. <laughs> so really, it was that process where I was just like, I'm not fucking doing it. It wasn't fulfilling me mm-hmm. as much as I love performing. It was not fulfilling for me. Um, so I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with my life? <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> I've, question. I've been practicing witchcraft <laughs> this whole time. And then I don't know what I think I just was like, oh, I should do something with witchcraft or like. I should make things for witches. And I tapped into that love that I had for it. And then I started Lady Moon Co. And I made some pins. And I made a pin of the four elements. of. I have that pin. Yes. <laughs> and Kate, and I, this is like why we're here right now. Is This is the origin story. Because I fucking made Lady Moon Co. At the same time, Caitlin's like doing readings and starting to do those things. And we're both just like little babies. And then... Like, we meet up at this market, one of the first market I ever did. I met Caitlin. It was my first time reading at a market. The first fucking time I ever had, it it looked very different than it does now. I had like one pin and a beanie, and like just, you know, and I met Caitlin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, point being, and then things snowball, and, and, and because I was true to like, witchcraft and stuck to it and had a mission and I wanted to talk about it and be open about it and like Mm -hmm. get it to be hopefully someday more accepted and people know more about it and have it be a life that like can be embraced Mm. that's sort of what I I think my life's work is about and helping other witches etc etc blah blah blah. that's the reason why I'm even on the doing this podcast Mm -hmm. like that's the the whole reason why I'm here is because I embraced that and it's something I truly love and I don't get tired of, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. wild. And I think that I've had my ups and downs with like fellow business owners and people that were shady <laughs> and the, the wrong <laughs> the wrong groups of people. You, just, you try to fit in and you try to like, oh, that's, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't <No>. do that. <laughs> That happens sometimes, and those people mm-hmm. will will flush themselves down the toilet of your life and remove <laughs> your themselves. Spirits will kick them out. <laughs> your spirits will kick them out, and then, but you will. The people that matter will stick stick around and stick out, and like you will find. I have such good friends now; mm. it's incredible, and it's just like because I've stayed this course. I truly believe that mm-hmm. is why. That's just life, you know. People come and go, and. Yada yada bing bong. But <laughs> chang chang, changity chang shiba. Boop, we'll boop, always be together. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Life is a musical. Life is a <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> so I was born into this spiritual practice and uh, it was something we were always told to keep a secret. <laughs> Do not Shocker. tell anyone 
ever. Not bad advice. And it wasn't bad advice <laughs> because when it did finally come out when I was in like eighth or ninth grade, it was like a whole thing. But anyway, um, I've just always been surrounded by Espiritismo, Caribbean spirituality, folk Catholicism, magic. My dad was really into fantasy novels and fantasy shows and film. And so just like magic and mysticism has always been a part of our lives. Um, cards have always been a part of my life because my <laughs> Nana was a gambler. <laughs> well, a bookie. And <laughs> taught me how to play blackjack when I was four. Um so all of these things, you know, like tarot, these types of things are very normal in our household and altars, very normal in our household. And um, when I was 17 or 18, I went to the Bodhi tree on Melrose Rip. Um, it used to be next to Earth Cafe. Wow. <laughs> the Bodhi tree. And it was one of the coolest used metaphysical bookstores ever. Uh. And I bought my first, my own tarot deck. And it was the Smith Waite deck in the yellow box. And I remember feeling this like, ooh, surge of electricity when I got it. And I started using it all of the time for myself, for my friends. It went with me everywhere. And I remember I was working in a shoe store when I was 19 at the Beverly Center. And this guy came in and he had all this like cool, I don't know, he was this cool, like older black gentleman, super dark skin, had this fucking cool hat, smelled like patchouli. And he looked at me and he was like, you're a Gemini, right? And I was like, oh, sir. <laughs> of course. He was like, you're psychic. You've got like a thing. Wow. You need to do something with it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> let me ring wow. up your toms. <laughs> um, and then he pointed, <laughs> he pointed at Brian, who's my husband now, and he was like, you two have a thing. And it was when I couldn't stand him because he was oh. like the new person at work. And I will never forget what? this. No he was way. like, you two have a thing. And we were like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have two children now. <laughs> and um, I was still thing? doing, you know, witchcraft just for friends, readings for my then boyfriend at the time. And that was the extent of it. And Continued working in the apparel industry and around 2017, 16, I started to reconnect again with more than just my cards, but with my spirituality. And I was getting more into the tarot and really deepening my education in it. Um, and I started doing readings in Facebook groups. Nice. I was in a bunch of Facebook groups at the time. I like moderated a few. I've seen some shit. <laughs> what? In like Facebook groups of like 40,000 people plus. Oh. Like I've seen some crazy shit on the internet that would make Gen Z be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds amazing. Some crazy shit. But I was offering readings to people in Facebook groups. And then I started offering email readings to people for free. I was doing all of this for free. And then I started doing text message readings for $5. Wow. And I would do text readings really late at night, like after my kids were asleep. Or I would do them in the fire escape of the building I was working at downtown, like on my lunch break, pretending I was taking smoke breaks because I was off the cigs at that time. <laughs> Pro Use those smoke breaks. Exactly. Pretend you smoke. If everyone else is going to have a smoke break, I'm going to take one too. Um, and um, that's 
kind of just how it started getting bigger and bigger. And honestly, like my first few clients for those paid readings were friends or friends of friends. So you know who you are, Pooja. Like, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being a day one. Yes. <laughs> um, and from there, I saw the advertisement for Wild Riot at the El Cid. Uh-huh. And my husband was like, you should do this. And I was like, read for strangers in person? Like, no. <laughs> wow. I'm not doing that. And he's like, no, I really think you should try this. And he encouraged me to do it. So I like set up my little table at the El Cid. And my first client, Anissa, is still my client today. Wow. And I absolutely adore her. Um, she's amazing. And we had, a cl- we had a reading about love. And this potential partner came up in the reading. And they live together in Portland now. So. Wow. XOXO. <laughs> I, got, I just remembered I got to a tattoo. You and your King of Wands. <laughs> um, but I remember looking across the way and seeing you on the other side because it was mostly like oh, vintage and like tchotchkes and shit and shitty tattoos. Um, <laughs> I got one. <laughs> I never got one. I didn't trust it. <laughs> I got one. I forgot which one it is. Um, but I remember walking over to you and I bought a pin and I still have it. I keep it on my nightstand. It's the it's that one. It's my crystal. That's cute. See, it's not that bad. Okay, an opportunity was missed on my part. Got some good <laughs> shitty tattoos okay. over the years. And you know what's interesting is the place we did that event at is called the El Cid. And if you're from Los Angeles, you know the El Cid. But what I think is really interesting is I did a couple events there. And both times I met you, you were sitting at the place directly across from me. And the next time I did an event, my friend Sarita was in that exact spot. Really? And you two are like the people that have stayed with me through my life as my friend group started to fall apart and disappear. Like you two were just these consistent humans that are part of my like inner friend circle now, which is amazing. And the El Cid according to family lore on my mom's side is our ancestor. Like that we are somehow descendants of El Cid, which is kind of cool. It's just, I don't know. There's something magical about that. Like portal of a space. That space is supposed to be very heavy with spirit activity. And it's just so interesting that, it's really I met the two of you there. And then after that, I kept doing different pop-up markets and events. Eventually, I made a website, and I've slowly started growing. And um, I was nervous to share anything more than tarot readings. I didn't want people to know about spirituality or spirits. I was like, that's going to be too much. I don't want to share that. And you know, even my grandfather was like, it's best not talk too much. Um, And then one day I was sitting at my mentor's house, just kind of like crying about life (laughs) being hard. Mm. And she was like, well, that's because you're not doing the job you're supposed to be doing. And I was like, what do you mean? I've been in peril for a decade. And she was like, you're supposed to be a medium. You're supposed to be doing this work. And I hadn't even considered that it was an option to like do this work all in, not have a day job. Um, to talk about spirituality beyond Mm -hmm. just tarot cards and receiving that affirmation and really that permission is what I felt like I needed because we were told for so long to keep it a secret was what changed everything for me. Mm. Like I, I knew I could give great and 
eerily accurate psychic readings, but to have that permission to open up about the spirits and my history was really something transformational. And that's when my business really just took off. That's when things blew up in a big way, in a wonderful way. And eventually I got to stop working. I got fired three times in a row. (laughs) I've also been fired. (laughs) But it was fine. For doing witchcraft. I'm not going to lie. I I was doing the bare minimum. (laughs) I was also doing the bare minimum. At at best. best. I was doing the bare minimum. I wasn't dusting every time. I was asking to be rejected. I didn't want to fucking be there. I would like do tarot reading. My boss didn't, my boss worked remotely. So I would be like on Facebook live giving people readings at my work computer. I planned an entire ceremony working at our my production company job. I was the front desk and there was no one behind me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see why not. Fuck that place. I was a traveling um, apparel wholesales person. <laughs> and on the plane, I would give readings to the other reps. Amazing. And <laughs> some people on the plane would get like spooked, but other people on the plane would be like, can I go next? Um, and then, like, when we would do the shows, the trade shows, the buyers would be like, will you read my cards oh, after sweet. I put in this order? Nice. <laughs> so I would give people readings. And yeah. it's just, it, when you're doing what you're supposed to be mm-hmm. doing, it just kind of happens. And it feels like a, a miracle sometimes. But it really does. Maybe it is. And that's that's okay with me. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the, the journey is not... Uh, you sexy thing. <laughs> the journey's not over either. No. Like, for me, like, I feel like there is more to come. Mm-hmm. And that's cool too. Just yes. knowing, like, because I get bored a real quick. And so, you know, not that I'm bored, but I do get bored sometimes. Me and too. I Gemini gotta, things. like, yeah, like, I gotta make something else or, like, I gotta, you know, and so. Yeah. Well, even like if I think about where you started with like the elements pen and a beanie, like you've done a lot. so much different shit since then. <laughs> yeah. Like apparel, you've um, done fucking the I'm Croc over. Charm Savant okay. over here. <laughs> that I have to give credit to my assistant and friend Feather for that. Feather was like, we should make Thank you, Feather. So all credit goes to We were all blessed by that. I was blessed with Feather. (laughs) But like tarot decks, now oracle decks, like you do so much and you've grown so much. And like prints, bumper stickers, like. Fun things. Fun shit, yes. Jewelry. Pins, Mm -hmm. still pins. But I will say the backbone of, of my Business is still pins and it's shoe charms, everybody. Yeah. Those Crocs. <laughs> we make the best. They really are the best. We make though. the best ones. I'm sorry, we do. They're the easiest to put in my Crocs and they're the only ones that stay and don't break. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I've purchased ones from the actual Croc store. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> and they did not last. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, we make the best witchy Croc mm-hmm. charms there are. And I can say that with confidence because there's not a whole lot of people that make witchy crock charms. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with this, I am so certain. With this information, I am certain. I am number it's one. Me. <laughs> the best. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and for me, things changed a lot too. Like I started with just tarot readings and then eventually it evolved into mediumship sessions and um, it evolved into teaching classes and hosting workshops. And now I have mentees and it's just wild. Like I was checking the other day and I've read for like, oh, like thousands of people at this point. Wow. Thousands. I believe it. And like hundreds and hundreds of students and I've had over 30 mentees at this point and I know that this isn't even like hot damn this is the beginning yeah (laughs) that's really that's really incredible what you've done it really is and it's it's also really I I love that it was a mentor that you had that encouraged you Mm -hmm. because I'm so like don't trust anyone you know me Mm -hmm. if you've listened to this podcast for long enough but I think it is really important to like seek that out and to mm-hmm. have support from from somebody. And mm-hmm. it is it is my husband, Mike, Mike over there. Uh, he's <laughs> been the one that's like, you should do this. You can you can like he's turned me into a business person and an mm-hmm. entrepreneur because I wasn't always. And it's like working for yourself is everything. It's everything. It is everything, especially in this day and age. You can do it. You absolutely, whether it's witchcraft or not, you absolutely have all the fucking tools in your favor right now to make your own business and mm-hmm. or a side hustle that could grow into something you could step Who into full time. Yeah. Like truly this day and age, like, like Gen Z is probably like, what is working? Like I just post things and then I get money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it just so in, being an influencer, be, it's legit a job. It is. And you know, it's it's nothing to be gawked at, like gawked yeah. at or boff. What's scoffed. Called? Scoffed at. Scoffed there we go. Scoffed. Yeah. It was something that rhymed with that. I shall gawk in admiration. I shall gawk and scoff. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> to scoff at or roll your eyes at. It's really not. Yeah. It's really not. And uh, yeah, I mean, it. I think, but uh, yeah, I think it is important to have like somebody, whether it's your partner or a mentor or whatever, mm-hmm. that's like encouraging you. Yes. Ideally, your partner does this. <laughs> yeah. Not everyone has partners that do that. Yeah. But, you know, whether it's a friend or somebody, like even if you're lucky enough to have a friend that does that, that mm-hmm. shit's rare. Rare. Yeah, I think having some sort of support helps. Oh, absolutely. Because there are times when it's like fucking hard (laughs) some people some people just fucking do it themselves they they have this like i'm not someone who's overly ambitious me either so i need (laughs) i need a little push like i need i'm not like i believe in everything i do like i'm not not like that kind of person i do know i I am awesome and i create great things but i also know that i love naps just as much yes (laughs) i love not working that hard sometimes and (laughs) some people are just but like it's impressive to me because some people don't need anyone else to tell them what they're going to be doing and they Mm -hmm. just have this drive and it's like rare but like those people are amazing yeah and i'm not one of them me either need a little 
I need a little. Well, now I'm like, okay, now you get the ball roll and then you kind of get more of that. You get mm-hmm. more of like, oh, I'm confident. Like, I know people are going to like this mm-hmm. and this and like, but I'm perpetually afraid no one's going to come to my birthday party. Like little Laura inside. I just don't have birthday parties for that reason. <laughs> if I do, I rarely do. And if I do, I just, I can't. <laughs> I can't even read the Christian angry comments on TikTok. I can't. I, I can't deleted do it. some the other day because they were really mean. I saw some of them. We were looking, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I can't. I was like, "Mike, I can't even read these anymore because I just can't." Here's the thing: because I'm so, so sensitive on the inside, I can handle the angry Christians. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. It's the mean dudes. Oh, that really <laughs> grind my fucking gears. Yeah. I get so fucking hot, and then I want to cry, and then I want to rage. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like mm-hmm. typing delete, type, 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 delete, delete, delete. I'm like trying to figure out what my response is going to be. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to delete this motherfucker's comment. Yeah, we can do that. Because they're mean. They are mean. It's like insult vibes. It's like deep, dark Reddit corn. And like Reddit's yeah. fucking cool. Don't get me wrong. But there's Reddit. some parts that are like, huh. <laughs> but like that's the the energy that I was getting from these. Du- like, yeah. it's not my fault. Nobody like maybe there's a reason women don't like you yeah because you're not nice and you don't need to insult us just because you are you like hate women just don't look at us like don't look at femmes if you don't like us or just don't comment at all you don't have to comment like what does it do for them i don't know i don't know they're just bored i don't know Truly, we don't if, like you. If you're, if you're commenting, <laughs> if you're commenting at all on people's shit you don't know, you're a fucking loser. I'm sorry. And like, like thanks for boosting the have, algorithm in yeah, our favor, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> no, really, like you're sad, and you need to reevaluate your priorities. Literally, because we're all just we're putting stuff out there for for our audience. You're clearly clearly not our audience, Mm-mm. and that's. But it's funny. Mike's like the best at dealing with that shit. He's like, hey, I don't give a fuck. Like, he doesn't give a fuck about people talking shit about his remixes. Nothing gets past this dude. And I'm like, wow, okay. But I can't read him. What's Mike's sun sign? Um, Pisces. Yeah. Oddly enough. Yeah. But Pisces, Taurus moon, Leo rising. Maybe it's the Taurus and the Leo. I don't know. I'm sensitive. <laughs> I'm very, I'm a Cancer Venus. That's where I get soft. Mm. But other than that, I'm not soft. My Venus is in Gemini and my Mars is in Cancer, mm. which is why I'm like fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But then I cry afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> my Mars is Capricorn. So I'm also fucking crazy. Yeah. And then I guess I cry after too. <laughs> Astrology's fun. Astrology is fun. Comment. Look at these stupid bitches talking about They're their so astrology. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> Whatever. The point Whatever. is. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The point being. <laughs> we're still cool and you're not. <laughs> we're still going to. We're still going to talk about and it. We're still going to keep being here on we're the internet. We're going to keep Bugging the shit here. out of you. <laughs> It's like I'm sorry. Clearly, also, we like, touched a you, nerve. No, it's just it's the it's the part it's a part of the it's a part of the this game. This is part of the business. This though. is a hundred percent a part of the business. A hundred. It is. Let me give you some advice. You being the audience, if you have consistent like people 
trolling you or harassing you, really, uh, you can block them on Instagram. And you can filter out words on Instagram. So you can hate it. You can, no one can comment these words if you put them in this like uh, thing. So please check out the security preferences. They're actually pretty good. Um, yeah. So that helps, helps protect yeah your because it's insane the i said my instagram for business and i said our instagram too for the podcast to only people who follow us can comment that too that love should, that that should be the default Adore for everybody it. because if you like us and you want to comment you'll be like oh i'm gonna follow them mm-hmm. and if you hate us and you want to comment you'll just move on <laughs> yes that's a hundred percent amazing unlike idea. the youtube where it's just the wild yeah. west but honestly it's whatever fine keep boosting our real views our it doesn't matter views. it does not <laughs> matter we're growing we've grown a lot this past month so thank we really you have to thank all you. these listeners we hope to keep growing mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's hard it's just the way it is mm-hmm. it's just the way that's it just is. the way it is <laughs> Some things will never change. It's just the way it is. Um, Yeah. I think that if you're interested in starting your own mystical or magical or spiritual business, the best advice that I can give someone is to spend time playing with pleasure and passion. What brings you pleasure? What is it that you are passionate about? How can you spend time playfully exploring those things? Because that's where not only your inspiration lies, but it's also where your true gifts and talents often lie. And if you're not sure what direction to go, you will find a path forward by spending time in those spaces. Yeah. Just choose something that is sustainable for you. Or if you're a Gemini, choose a brand where in which you can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> like I did. Choose everything. Choose everything. No, literally. And um, yeah, I, I agree. Just picking something you really are passionate about. Mm-hmm. Like if that's making brooms, you better make those fuck brooms yeah. and know that you're going to be making those brooms a lot. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and just think about the think about in the the long term of your business plan. I hate business plans. I never fucking made one, but like, they're kind of important. Think about like where it could go because I see what I see with a lot of small like handmade makers, mm-hmm. um, like that make like dolls or something. It's a lot of work for not a lot of pay unless you're charging like. Mm-hmm. 300 400 bucks a pop for your dolls which is a lot mm-hmm. so if you think about it if they do an update every two weeks constantly making something maybe they make eight dolls for 60 bucks a pop like that's not a lot of money mm-hmm. so if that's your goal if you have money and you're like i just want a hobby maybe it's something more like that but if you want to like expand your brand and like sustain having things in stocks you constantly be selling things like that there are technical things business things that are important to think about too especially if you're going to put your time and energy into something right Mm -hmm. or if you're not sure make one thing and then set it up so you can make other things and you know 
it just depends on what you want to do. But keep your goals in mind, too, I would say, when you're... Yeah. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to do and what is it for? And, like, what would you like it to be? Mm-hmm. Who is it for? Who is it for? Yeah. So... And don't be don't be discouraged by how many witchcraft businesses there are. There are a fuck done. Yeah. But don't be discouraged by that because if you're truly passionate about witchcraft and that's what you love and that's what you truly love, mm-hmm. that will come through in whatever yes. you're making and people will notice that because there's a lot of businesses that are just eh. they you can tell like they're just like doing it cuz it's popular. Mm-hmm. But if you really love it, don't look, don't even, don't even look at what anyone else is doing. Like, don't. You can, but don't. Yeah, because I agree. Because you'll be very discouraged. You'll just be like, oh, someone's already doing that. I mean, of course, let's not copy people and all that. That's a whole nother fucking topic. But but if you show up as your authentic self. Yeah, like, there's room for everybody. Mm-hmm. Honestly, people get very bogged down with each other. Like, she made a red panda and I'm the red panda. It's like, let's just all... <laughs> Can we all just get mm. out of this little bubble and see the bigger picture that we're all witches and we're all making things and the internet is just oversaturated as fuck mm-hmm. and there's room for everybody. I hate infighting on the internet. Yeah. It drives me insane. Well, when you show up as you, like everything is that you make or any service you provide is going to be uniquely yes. yours. Yeah. And so there's really no, there really isn't, competition no it's just camaraderie and that's when things really start to get fun when you start to feel that way Mm -hmm. like I'm in community with so many other spiritual practitioners and readers and I don't feel like any of us are in competition like we share each other's offerings with our audiences we recommend one another to our clients like it's it's really fucking nice. That's really beautiful. It's, it's really nice. Not that way with the with uh well it is sometimes it's different for makers. It's, it's yeah. different for like yeah, it's different with with I guess product-based businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I stopped doing the whole like let's all be friends game, but I, you know, eh, it's yeah. everyone's different, but you know, I I only you befriend people now I know what to look for when I'm befriending people and I and mm. I think it it is really important to distinguish your friends from your business friends for mm. me. I think it's essential that you do that because you will act in accordance to that boundary with mm. your business friends than you would your Caitlin's, you know, or like Things like that. And sometimes those friends, like Caitlin, uh, they go, oh, I'm going to come over here now and be a friend. <laughs> so they move into the categories. But it's be very careful because people do not have your best interests. A lot of them don't. Um, yeah, people suck and will take advantage of you and be shitty. So you have to watch out for that, mm-hmm. especially if you're in the biz world. Ruthless. People are fucking <laughs> just trying to hustle. Just trying to... People are clout chasing assholes yeah. and they will use you and your contacts. So, you know, just Dang. beware. <laughs> they will. Yeah. So, it's... Yeah. I have I keep to myself, but, you go, you know, that's how I am. Yeah. So. I've definitely had a few, like, clients. Yeah. Kind of shapeshift on me (laughs) yeah it happens to everybody but we're trying to tell you this so that it doesn't happen to you so it doesn't happen to you we want to protect you um Um, but yeah don't be discouraged like 
think of a really unique business name i think is another really good mm. there's a lot of just the same shit and yeah get it trademarked the best thing i ever did was get my name trademarked that's smart oh my god yeah you can't have lady moon coop <laughs> i don't know what it would be lady moon candy shop <laughs> that will pop up when my lawyer looks for shit and will ask me is this a threat and i will say no i do not produce candy they're okay <laughs> but like yeah make sure your name is like unique and it's hard to find we were trying to name a, a production company mike and i and we were like everything is taken Damn. everything is taken so get creative and like something memorable and simple and that speaks to like what you're doing i think is and i also helpful. like if you end up changing it down the line that's okay too like if who yeah. you are changes as a person i am the sovereign of name changes <laughs> i wasn't gonna say anything but yes <laughs> yes you are i have gone through many i don't even have your current email it's changed reincarnations so i have a lot of email addresses <laughs> have a lot of email here's addresses. the thing i am a multifaceted being yes yes yeah and i have to be true to myself that's that's true in every stage of myself i love it and i already know what my next name change is going to be <laughs> amazing i've got about 15 20 years before i do that name change ah. though um, it's time sensitive. It is. Okay. <laughs> it, it is. But yeah, like if down the line you realize like, oh, fuck, this doesn't really reflect who I am anymore or the direction that I'm going now. Like, that's okay. Yeah. Um, change it. Or maybe you want to make a separate, like a DBA, a side hustle with a different name and you can do different things under it. But like. Trademark multiple okay. things. You're allowed to change and your business can change with you. And that's fucking cool, too. Yes. I do not have any Taurus in my chart. Um, it, the change freaks me out a little bit. But, like, I w what I would be worried about is, like, the... Because it's a different type of business, I think. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm so established as this thing that if I changed it, I think that people would be, like, a little confused. Yeah. sometimes people get confused. You are really established And now. I think... Not that you're not, but, no. like, just... I feel like people are used to... Part you know of, what I mean? I, I think feel that's like part, part of the part of people knowing me is that I always change. Yeah. And so they're it's like, different. oh, good. It's a different... It's a different type of business. So yeah. I, but, yeah. But I've seen people change it. I, it's a big... It's a big commitment to It's a big to commitment. It's scary. You it feels like, am I going to lose... Everything. Yeah. Well, and it's like, are my emails going to start bouncing yeah. now that they're coming from a different address? I'm like, not willing to it's real. I'm not willing to risk that. I'll be Lady Mooncoat till I die. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> I'm not willing to change that. But I don't I don't feel like I need yeah. to. I'd probably just start a whole new business. I think I'm I... really happy with where I'm at right now. It's good. It feels good. It feels right. It feels like I might stay here for a few years. <laughs> cool. We'll see. At least a few. <laughs> we'll oh. see. I did change my my Instagram to just my first and last name though so that I can stop changing my Instagram every time I change my business name that's nice <laughs> it's just Caitlin Grania yeah. now and that's that's easier <laughs> I mean I think that's the best approach just yeah keeping it if you can get I got my full fucking name on it my Laura Amy Wong that's fucking cool I got my whole ass name yeah. not Laura Wong that was clearly not gonna be available <sighs> I am kicking myself to this day because when I first downloaded Instagram in 2010, mm -hmm. 
I had name. Caitlin Joan. Oh. No underscores, Caitlin no Jones. dots, and like a dumbass, I changed it. Because, <laughs> you know, like in the AIM days, you would change yeah. your screen name all the, all the time. time. What was your screen name? All the time. Name? So many. So many. What I think my the one, one I remember the most is Cuban Chick 615. <laughs> Mine was Lola the Great six and the rest of my birthday, which I won't say. 615 is my birthday. You can send me gifts. I'm like, it's the password to my phone, so I don't want to tell oh. you guys. In case you steal my phone and get in my shit. I'm grabbing my phone because I want to see if we have any questions from today. Questions. Oh, Spirit Candy. Um, oh, Spirit Candy. Spirit Candy. Channeled messages from our spirit guides. Do you want to share one? Yeah. Well, it's like, it's not one. It's just the constant message I get from my spirit friends. When I think about the business stuff is always just like, like, it's always about just staying true to yourself. Doing more with them and with myself, like not sharing is a big one. Not sharing the altars, not. And we talked about this in my favorite episode we've ever done, The Sacredness of Secrecy. That's my favorite episode, too. <laughs> I think it's episode five or six of the first step four of yeah. the first season. If you have not listened to that episode, you should because it's a gem. Um, yeah, it there's a sacredness to secrecy. And that title, I think I, I think I'm gonna claim I think claim that I came it, up with yeah. I think I channeled that title. And that that just the way that it it's alliteration, so I probably did. I like alliteration. <laughs> Me too. We <laughs> um, like alliteration. Uh it's about that there is potency to keeping something a secret versus sharing it and having it be like tainted by other people's energy and shit, mm-hmm. essentially. That's what that means. So I just a lot of that, a lot of like, it's tempting to share and overshare because mm-hmm. that's what gets followers, likes, attend, like how much of yourself, this we asked that in the episode too, how much of yourself, and you said earlier, mm-hmm. are we willing to give up? Mm-hmm. How much time are we willing to give up like for this like likes and views and and things like that and... I, and I know it's it's tempting to be like, but I need to make money and I need to grow my audience and like, because that's what I think. <laughs> but it's not, it's not the same. Like, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful monetarily. Like, it doesn't mean, it's just, it's not worth it sometimes. That's a, a legit question. Like, there's no answer I can say. Like, is it worth it to you? Like, that's, those are the messages mm-hmm. that I get from my spirits and just pulling me back to like, Remember when you didn't tell anyone about this? And like, they're stroking Mm. me. They're stroking my hair. Remember (laughs) when that was a thing? That, how nice that felt? Like, don't, don't give up on that. That's, Mm -hmm. that's powerful too. That's what the whole reason why like you did this was, you know, from. So don't Mm -hmm. lose that shit or we will get mad. (laughs) Just kidding. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like for real. Yeah. That's, that's the spirit candy I get constantly about. Mm. business and the you know that sort of thing those quiet private moments are what nourish us and it's important to protect that yeah Mm -hmm. Mm. i love that yeah um 
I have a story. Tell. Okay, so <clears throat> a few weeks ago, I've been like lucid dreaming a lot lately. And a few weeks ago, I had a dream that I opened up my underwear drawer and my childhood necklace was in there. And it's this gold necklace that has a bunch of charms on it. Some of them were from like different trips with my family. Um, some of them came on the necklace and it was given to me when I was a baby. And I woke up really sad because I haven't seen that necklace in well over a decade. I like took it off when I was in my partying days because I only wore silver. And it was, <laughs> never mind that it was an heirloom. Um, oh. <laughs> um, I only wore silver. I was sure that I like gave it to someone because I was really into giving my shit away at that time. And I was just kind of like bummed. I was like, okay, whatever. Maybe it means something else. I'm not going to think about it. And I kind of forgot about it. And then on Sunday, the day of the full moon in Leo, my old roommate texted me a photo of my necklace. She was cleaning out her apartment not the place we lived in together. Oh, wow. And she was like, isn't this yours? I just found it while I was cleaning my apartment. And I was like, oh my God. And so I went to her house that day and got it. I'm wearing it Where? right now. Where is it? It's this one with all these little, see this like Cuba charm? Oh, this was my wow. dad's when he was a baby. That's beautiful. Um, there's like a Mickey Mouse from Epcot on it. And, I love that. Um, so I went and picked it up from her and I was telling my best friend about it. And as I'm telling her what happened, she was like, I just heard a man's voice say, I crossed heaven and earth to get this back to you. And she was like, I like my dad's been gone since 2018. She was like, I think your dad's here. I think your dad's here. Wow. And it's it was just weird because I've been like smelling his cologne a lot lately. Yeah. He usually doesn't hang out with me. He's usually at yeah, my grandma's you, you house. That before. Um, but I could not. Wow. Could not believe it. Could that not believe is, it. How long after the dream did you did your friend message you? A couple weeks. Wow. A couple weeks because I kind of let the dream go. It mm -hmm. made me sad, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, it's gone, Kate. It's Aww. gone." And now it's back. I gave one of the charms to Hunter. Aww. I put it on his necklace and I have the rest. And I'll probably put one on the next baby's Aww. necklace too once they get one. Aww. So yeah, that's my spirit candy. That is so <laughs> cool. Mm -hmm. Wow. Gone for over a decade. Wow. And found in a, a random apartment, not the place we lived together. Do you remember giving it to your roommate? No. I mean, we lived in the same room, so it very oh, easily right. could have gotten, like, packed up Maybe. with some of her stuff. And the, it was just, like, sitting, the waiting to be shaken she, out, like, you know? or found it. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's really, really special. 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 <laughs> Magic is real. Magic is real. <laughs> oh, you know what? I am going to plug something because I think by the time this airs, I will be hosting it. Mm -hmm. And it's relevant to today's topic. But I'm hosting a workshop in March called Altars and Offerings. Mm -hmm. And it's about spiritual practitioners having reciprocal relationships with their altars and their spirits and how that relates to accepting money for your spiritual services. Perfect. So you can check that out at motherofmystics.com. That sounds very relevant. Mm -hmm. I love that. Love that.
Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you thank for listening to you. Third Eye Bind. Be sure to leave us a message on the Third Eye line. We'll we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at Third Eye Bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the Third Eye line by sending us a voice message or a text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash third eye bind. Third Eye Bind is produced and edited by Mike Realm. Hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. And you can find Caitlin at caitlin.grania.